You're listening to the Team Stripes Podcast. Hey guys, welcome back to episode 75 of the Team Stripes Podcast, proudly presented by Acme Whistles, helping you make the big call since 1870. The legendary Acme Thunderer is now available in matte black. Acme Whistles, proudly associated with the NHL since 1917. Guys, it's good to be back. Uh, We obviously took a week off, so to say. This last uh, week, we should have uh, released episode 75. We're doing it this week, obviously. We did that because my computer decided uh, halfway through an update, it no longer liked the update, and I was unable to actually get into my computer so had to take it to the Apple store and get that all fixed out. Finally got it fixed about Thursday or Friday. Uh, by that time, we we thought about it. We talked about it and we said, hey, we'd rather just, you know, quote unquote, take the week off and come back, hit the ground running today, um, get you guys an episode out this Tuesday and just continue on with that schedule. So we are sorry that we couldn't put an episode out for you last week. It wasn't a uh, planned vacation. We we probably will take a few of those in the next month. Uh, potentially not. Depends on how much hockey news and how much hockey there is. But with that being said, we're back. It's episode 75. We're excited to be here. I'm excited to be back. Um, we have a lot to talk about, obviously, with two weeks of of things to talk about. And I think the biggest one that we have to start with is the OHL deciding to take checking out of their game completely. Now they're obviously doing it just for this season. Um, Do I agree with it? No. Do I think it's fair to the players? No. Do I think it's going to cause a lot of problems in the league? Yes. Now I understand why they took it out, you know, for safety with the coronavirus and COVID and, and whatever. But I've also been very um, adamant of, hey, if we're going to play hockey, we're going to play hockey. And checking is just a way like, – it's part of the game. It's not something we can really take out of, especially at that high level. It's not fair to the power forwards who their whole role is to – bring the energy, whether that's from a big hit, a big shift, whatever that may be, a lot of times it's a big hit. And we're taking that away from the players, which in turn could could potentially hurt their stock uh, in, in the draft. Because, I mean, the OHL players, all of them are the best junior players in Canada or some of the best players in Canada um, of junior age. And to take that out, it will be very interesting to see how – officials are going to call the game and how players are going to call that game or play that game. We do have to wait on that for a little bit right now. They are starting. They're hoping to start February 5th with a shortened season. So they at least get to play. Uh, They still have to wait. I guess it's another four months from now. So that definitely sucks, uh, especially if you're an OHL fan, a major junior fan in Canada, that definitely sucks to hear. Looking at it from the official standpoint, I don't really know how they're going to be able to enforce the no checking because I think a lot of us work hockey that has no checking, but there's still contact. 
and they're saying, hey, we're taking away checking, but does that mean they're also taking away contact? Because if they're taking away contact, we might as well not even play the season, in my opinion. There's no point, um, you know, to, to, to say, hey, you got to stay a stick length away from somebody. Like, this is major junior hockey. Like, these kids go on and play in the NHL. They go play pro hockey, whether it's in Europe or even in the Coast League, the SPHL, the American League. They 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 hit it they there's going to be body contact there's going to be checking i don't know how a battle out front work out front of the net's going to work i don't know how a referee can distinguish that um nothing has come out for hey a battle out front's a battle out front cuz there's going to be contact out front there always has been there always will be no matter what level you could be doing peewees or you could be doing the OHL, the National Hockey League, whatever. There's going to be contact out front. Um, how they handle that, I have absolutely no clue. But thankfully, I'm not in those shoes. Um, but I, I just, I really don't know how the OHL is going to go about enforcing this. Um, the mayor of, or the Former mayor, I should say, I think, of Toronto, Rob Ford, came out and said, hey, like, there should be contact. There should be checking, you know, in major junior hockey. There's there's a different way to go about this. So they still have four months, like we said, because they don't start until February, to really think about it, figure out what they want to do, what they think is best for the league. And all I'm going to say is I really, really, really hope checking's in come February. but you never know it's it's it could potentially be unlikely but as as well as that february start date there's also another league starting that day it is the american hockey league which is the direct feeder for the nhl now that league generally starts a little bit later after um the nhl season started or you know maybe like halfway through training camp that league will start their training camp just so guys can come down from the NHL, come off of uh, training camp, come in, go through training camp in the American League, and they swing into their season. February start time tells me one thing, and that is that the NHL probably isn't starting in January 1st, uh, just with that month and a bit. It doesn't make sense for the NHL to start that quickly and have a bubble player not playing hockey but he still needs to be ready for the NHL. And I don't think that like, – I mean, you, you can't be ready for the NHL without playing. And if the AHL doesn't start till February, that's already a month into what we hope will be the NHL season. But if somebody gets hurt in the first two weeks of the NHL season, they have to call up a guy. Now that guy hasn't played in maybe you know six, seven, eight months at this point. I really, really don't know how that's going to work. I hope the AHL uh, can start maybe a little bit earlier. And if they do start on February 5th, I wouldn't be surprised to see the NHL starting maybe mid-January, maybe even closer to February, as much as I want the NHL to start tomorrow. But it is what it is. Now, this weekend um, – I got to start back into the junior hockey scene of everything, which is always super nice to come back, have junior hockey. I mean, these kids can play. Now, as you guys know, uh, we 
or I referee or line line junior hockey uh, down here in the States, worked the North American League, the NA3. And we have started that back up. That's been going on for about a month now. I got my first few games the past two weeks. I had two in the uh, NA3, which were awesome. Always fun to get back into uh, junior hockey and just and higher skilled hockey overall. And then this last weekend, I got to do uh, the North American League, which is always, 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 always a blast. Uh, we started off with a bang in the first game. Friday night, we had a nice little scrap. It was a fun game. And honestly, it, it just, it was nice to be back in the game. It was, it was one of those things where you're a little bit nervous, but at the same time, you're super excited just to get back going. And, and once the game started, it was just like, oh, oh yeah, these kids are smart. They know where to put the puck. And it was just so much fun. And it's nice to be back working the junior hockey. And, and that's thankfully full swing down here. But the one thing we do have to do down here for our junior hockey is wear a net gator. So originally when that, that idea first came out, a lot of the guys were like, uh, what? Like we have to wear a mask while we're refing. And so for what it is, thankfully during play, we don't have to. So, um, as linesmen, we have to do it whenever we talk to coaches, which if we're talking to coaches, I don't, I don't know why we were. Um, I guess I did a few times, though. But if we're talking to coaches or, you know, during TV timeout, standing in between the benches, have your mask up. Generally, the, the rule of thumb is like, hey, if you're kind of just standing around in between players, you know, throw it up. Uh, and we also have to do it on face-offs. Now, it is – it is not a bad thing. I don't. I don't have any issues wearing it. I. I. Either way, I couldn't care less. I mean, hey, you can tell me I have to wear a spacesuit out on the ice to go referee hockey, and I would. Um, but it's funny with these neck gaiters. Obviously, we're wearing them around our neck, and so the first probably three games of me having it, you're you're trying to figure out. Okay, like here's the like. Okay, the referee puts his arm down. I'm gonna blow my whistle. I'm gonna throw my mask up. And then, you know, now you start talking to players. Well, now you run into the issue is what was happening to me was I was pulling up my neck gaiter and my chin strap at the same time without even realizing my chin strap's coming up, just how my neck gaiter was sitting. And so we're sitting there, we're sitting there, and, you you know, you start talking to wingers or whatever, you know, saying hash mark circle, whatever you say, I personally say hash mark circles. And then you start talking to them like, hey, white, move over. Hey, white, move over. And the first few times I did, I was like, why, why can I not speak correctly to these kids? And like, why are they looking at me? Like I'm, I'm, I'm an absolute alien. Well, I, I, I realized I was pretty much chewing on my chin strap as I'm talking to them. And so they, it's obviously muffled because I'm chewing on my chin strap without even knowing. Um, but once you got into the groove of things like, yo, it was fine. It was, it was it's what we have to do to keep us safe, keep the players safe, keep the coaches safe. Um, yeah, they, they get, they get really uh, wet and sweaty, especially down here in Texas. We still are thankfully nice and warm, but it's one of those things where the official development program here gave everybody, I think two. And so um, everybody's pretty much switching them out every period or some guys are switching out every game. I was doing, I was doing every period just to hopefully kind of have it dry off. And 
it felt weird at first, but once you kind of get used to it, you're like, okay, whatever. Um, and it was overall, it was, it was fine. I mean, you could still talk to coaches, fine. Coaches were wearing their masks too. So it was good to just skate junior hockey and have that back uh, with that little wrinkle, I guess. Um, it just adds an extra little challenge that's fun, but it's something that, you know, hopefully super long-term we don't have to wear, but, hey, for this year, whatever it takes. This year is not a normal year. So it was definitely fun. The neck gaiters, not that bad. Um, if you do want to wear a mask on the ice, I would recommend a gaiter. You can actually blow a whistle through it very, very well, uh, which is what I would do a lot of the times is I would grab the puck from the goalie with my whistle hand. I would put my gator up, wait for the referee's arm to go down, blow my whistle, and set everybody up, have everybody you know where they need to be, sticks down, whatever. And I would drop the puck, you drop the puck, you pull your mask down, you know, as, as you're skating out, out of the zone. And, and it was – it took a little bit of getting used to, but, hey, it wasn't that bad. But on to some other news. We actually have a huge, huge thing is we have partnered up with Rolo Golf. Uh, they are a polo company. And I, I don't really know how to describe it besides these things are absolutely awesome. Uh, I stumbled across it one day and I was like, hey, like these things are cool. You know, you guys might like them. So the are their their polos. They have polos, socks, um, masks, and also gloves. Now they're mostly known for the polos, obviously, as as the golf name would say. But their gloves are actually really cool. They're not just normal like white, boring gloves that a lot of golfers wear. They have a really cool design in and along the fingers and around the cuff. Um, which I think are really sick. I picked one up and it's hopefully going to be here any day, even though it's winter and we can't really play golf. Thankfully in Texas, we can. I also picked up one of their polos and the polos are sick. I, again, I'm waiting for mine, but they are awesome. They are wrinkle resistant, anti-odor, moisture wicking, which if you live anywhere, you know, like in a desert, like I do in Texas, Moisture wicking in the summer is absolutely key. And so if you go to their website, Rolo, uh, Rolo Golf or Google Rolo Golf, whatever, you can find them on Instagram. If you buy one of their shirts or glove or mask or socks, whatever, we have a code. So you'll get 15% off and the code is Teams or it's sorry, it's Stripes 15. So really quick again. Rolo Golf, it's a promo code, 15% off the entire store, anything you want in there. And the code is STRIPES15. Now, I want to say one more thing about them, and that is that these shirts are unique in the sense that once they sell out, they never come back, which for me, I really like, I really like shirts like that, you know, ones that hey, there might only be a few thousand of them out in the world. And I think that's really cool. So they might be a little bit higher end priced. Um, but I think for, you know, what they do and, and, and how they look, it's worth it. They also have a women's section. So if you and your lady like to golf, I would definitely go check them out. 10 out of 10, I can't wait for my shirts to get here. I'm super excited for them to get here. And whenever they do, 
I'll be posting them all over social media because we all know they're going to look amazing. But back to hockey, we had um, we didn't really have a whole lot. I mean, look, the NHL's in in the meat and potatoes of the off season. Uh, guys are guys are just sitting around having fun. A lot of guys are you know getting done with surgeries, whatnot. Few guys have been signed, um, and no like major, major, major names are getting signed at this point. I think the biggest one's Alec Ochenyuk, um with the Ottawa Senators, which only makes them even more better. Um, I mean, he got a one-year $1.05 million deal, which is great for Galchenyuk. It's great for Ottawa. But, I mean, besides that, you're really not looking at any big, big-name players um, getting – signed around this time now as i say that the detroit red wings uh did sign anthony mantha to a four-year 22.8 million dollar deal that man's going to be the cornerstone of the franchise he is going to be a great great player for so so long it's not a surprise that he resigned or anything like that but they did uh resign him he was a restricted free agent they resigned him and i think he's going to have a great career in Detroit because he already has had a pretty good one. And then also the Stars resigned restricted free agent Rupe Hints to a three-year $9.45 million deal, which is great for him and great for the team. Anybody that doesn't watch a whole lot of Dallas Stars hockey might not know him. Uh, he's relatively, I would say, a quote-unquote newer guy to the roster. This was probably his first full season in the, in the NHL. Uh, before that, he was, you know, a 50-50 split guy. A guy gets hurt, he gets called up. But he's shown time and time again for the Dallas Stars organization that he's a good enough hockey player. He's not a, you know, top-line guy, but he's definitely a good second, third-line forward that can produce scoring opportunities and put pucks in the back of the net, which at the end of the day – is what teams are looking for, especially from your second and third line guys. Now, to go along with some signings, we also had quite a few uh, arbitration cases. Uh, so there's 26 total players up for arbitration. Now, what that is, is it is a restricted free agent that the team and the player can't come to a deal on how much money they want or terms. So they can't come to, to terms with a contract with each other, but they still want obviously to be signed. So they go to arbitration. Now, a lot of times arbitration isn't like the actual meeting you're hearing isn't needed uh, out of the 26, I guess you could call them opportunities or cases, disputes, whatever you want to call them. There was only one that was not settled prior to the hearing, which was Tyler Bertuzzi of the Detroit Red Wings. Bertuzzi wanted $4.25 million at, uh, per year. I'm not sure for how many years. And the team wanted to get him at $3.15 million a year. Again, I'm not sure how many years. But he ended up getting a $3.5 million deal uh, at one year, which – it's pretty much like, hey, he's going to go out this next season. 
show Detroit that, hey, I'm either worth that big money contract or I deserve that long-term contract. I don't think 3.5 is uh, cheaping him out per se. I don't think it's a low ball offer on him. I think 3.5 is good money if you're Tyler Bertuzzi. He's still a young up-and-coming player on a young up-and-coming team in Detroit that's going to be amazing in a few years. And I think he's really just telling the team like, hey, I deserve this long contract and one year at 3.5 is one way to do it. It's going to be kind of like Andrew Mangiapane of the Flames in the year prior signing a one-year deal saying, hey, guys, like I'm worth this money. I, I, I deserve it. But he's the only one that actually had to go into the uh, hearing. And I obviously have never been in one of those hearings. I've never sat through one. Um, Probably never will, which is a-okay with me. But it's not very fun because the teams are trying to get you at their price and they show you in the worst possible light possible to the uh, arbitrator, the guy, you know, running the meeting and the player comes in and says, Hey, look, like I'm worth this money for X, Y, and Z reason. It's not fun for anybody, but it's, it's kind of the business side of the deal. Um, One big one that I noticed was the Islanders re-signing Joshua Hosang at one year, $700,000. He, he's a big if, in my opinion, I think he can be a really good hockey player. We've seen hints of it at the National Hockey League. He didn't play at all last year. He played in the American League last year. I don't know if it, if he's just one of those players that needs a change of scenery or if, you know what, maybe he's actually just not cut out for the National Hockey League. It would be a shame if that's the case. But he's got one year to prove it at $700,000. There's not a huge, huge risk to the Islanders in that sense because they are – the Islanders are fine when it comes to cap space. Um, so they don't really have to worry about him. And hopefully he can prove himself. If he can't, I don't know where we'll see him next year. I mean, he might go over to Europe to play. He might, he might find a deal in the NHL, but – at the same time, it's also unlikely. Uh, I really hope the best for him. But there wasn't too many other big, big name players um, that signed that had an arbitration case. But those, I mean, they, they happen all the, every year, and it's always one of those things where it's, it's settled always before the hearing, just probably for the safety of both teams. But that's that doesn't really matter, I don't think, to anybody. Um, I'm not going to lie, guys. That's kind of all I have for you this week. It's, I know it's a stupid, stupid short episode, and so was the last week. And you're probably sitting here going, well, I waited two whole weeks for this. Um, and that's on me. I'll take the blame for that one. Uh, we are trying to get as many interviews as humanly possible. As I said in the last episode, we have a bunch of guys that are like, oh, yeah, I want to come on. I'm willing to come on that have a bunch of great stories. But finding time for these guys in the middle of the hockey season is tough, uh, finding just schedule lining up. And so I'm hoping 
hoping, 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 hoping that in the next few weeks we can get a bunch of guys in for you. Uh, so that way you don't have to listen to me ramble on for 30 minutes at a time. Because I know how much that can suck, especially hearing your voice for 30 minutes. It does suck, guys. But I do want to say we appreciate all of your guys' support. I was looking at the YouTube channel uh, from time to time, as I did say that we were so close to 1,000 subscribers and that when we did hit that 1,000 subscribers, there would most likely be a giveaway of some sort. I don't know what that's going to be yet. But right now, as of today, we are at 942 subscribers. So we are only, quick math here, 58 off from that 1,000. I really want to hit it. Uh, it's kind of one of those goals for me to hit it by. I Ideally, I want to see 1,000 by Thanksgiving, uh, American Thanksgiving, which is in two weeks from now. But you know what? If we can hit it by Christmas, I would be happy. So, guys, go subscribe. I promise there's going to be so much stuff on there. Um, we're just kind of at a roadblock right now, and we're trying our best to get past these roadblocks. But hang in there with us. I promise there will be a lot more content up there than just the podcast episodes. I'm hoping in the new year to make it not necessarily a gaming channel, but you know, maybe play a little bit of NHL on there, um, live stream a little bit, maybe play a little bit with you guys, our fans. If that's something you guys would want, tell me and we can do it. I'm more than willing to sit here, live stream with you guys, chit chat with you guys and play NHL 21 with you guys. If that's something you want, guys, I don't care what game we play. We could play among us together. Like, I don't care. Like, we want to interact with you guys and you know, YouTube's a great outlet for that. And I really, 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 really want to see a thousand subscribers. And for everybody that has subscribed in the past two weeks, thank you for helping us. I think we jumped up like 25 subscribers. So that's awesome. Um, but keep hitting subscribe buttons, tell your friends about us. You know, we, we, this next year, there's going to be so much new stuff coming out that I'm excited for, we're excited for as a team, as a company, and hopefully we can get you guys excited for. But for that, this episode, I'm going to wrap it up. Uh, next week, we'll come back out you. I come back at you. And uh, as Mr. Mark Messier once said, I guarantee a win. I guarantee we'll have an episode or not an episode, sorry guys, we will have a interview next week. I don't know who, I don't know what it's going to be about yet, but I pinky, pinky, pinky promise, I guarantee it, whatever it takes, we will have an interview. And guys, as always, go follow us on all of our social medias. We do whistle giveaways every week. I will give you a hint, even though I said I won't. I will give you a hint. It will probably be Wednesday or Thursday of this week. Um, probably around the same time. I kind of like doing it at that dinner-ish time for Central Standard Time in the U.S. just because everybody's home from work for the most part. Um, so be on the lookout for that. You guys have the opportunity to get a 50% off coupon to the Team Stripes store uh, where we sell the Acme whistles, the matte black ones. They got the Team Stripes logo on them. 
They are awesome. I love using mine. I've had it for probably four weeks now. It is the best whistle I've ever owned. You look better out on the ice with a black whistle. You look cooler. You feel better. You skate faster, whatever it takes. Those whistles are sick. Go buy one. They are awesome. Um, as well as follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Contact us if you guys have any questions, if you guys want to hear about anything on the podcast. You know, tell us and 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 we will we will do it for you. We'll talk about it, whatever it takes. Because at the end of the day, we're here for you guys. And without you guys, we wouldn't be anywhere. So as always, we appreciate your support. See you guys next week. And I promise, pinky pinky promise, you'll have an interview. Have a great week, guys. 